1: Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Yankees Magazine Podcast. I'm John Schwartz. I'm the Deputy Editor for Yankees Magazine. Joining me right now on this bright, sunny day in the Bronx, we have our Editor-in-Chief, Al Siri. Hey guys. What's going on, Al? And over here to my left, our Executive Editor, Nathan Makaborski. Hello, everybody. To update everybody from our last episode, they're still on the TV behind Nate doing work on the field. I can tell you it does look like a baseball diamond now. We have some nice patterns mowed into the grass no pitching mound so (laughs) i I knew there were going to be some rule changes in 2023 i I didn't realize this was one of them but going to be pitching from the second base something uh, something like that that. (laughs) we will update you as uh, things develop but all i can say is right now there is no pitching mound and uh, i don't i don't know what that's about but you know live and learn sorry garrett but uh (laughs) (laughs) so obviously uh we are getting closer where the nfl playoffs are upon us we are moving into that time of year when it kind of seems like the hot stove has gotten pretty, pretty chilly, cool to the touch. You know, you, you can maybe start washing some of those dishes that yeah, you're taking off the stove. And, and, and I think we're kind of right now looking at the Yankees roster. So Nate, Al, we have a couple weeks before spring training. Then certainly things get into to real high gear. But I think that this mid-January episode is is the right time to do one last thing from the 2022 season that we didn't get to do yet. And that is to go over our preseason predictions and, and and you can understand, or maybe you'll understand really well about a half hour from now, why we waited so long to go over our preseason predictions. But, but Alan, I, I thought the fun way to do this because Al, you were not on the episode when we made our predictions. So I have here what Nate and I thought I'm going to put some of these questions to you first, uh, and and see how you do Boy. after the fact, <laughs> and then we'll judge you against uh, how we did. So right. l- let's just dive right in here. You know, no reason to waste time. First things first. Over under on Yankees wins, we set the number at ninety one and a half. Al, do you think the 2022 Yankees <laughs> will go over or under ninety one and a half wins? Um, over. Good news.
0: Do, do you remember what the number was? It was 99. It was 99. Nate, how, what did you think? Uh, I, if I recall, now this is going back a ways, I think I said it was going to be over because I liked uh, the moves that they had made in terms of shoring up the defense. I thought that the defense was problematic in, uh, two, tw- in 2021, and uh, I thought because of that, that that was going to lead to a few extra wins in 2022. You did go over. And I said over. I said 92, which
2: was, right. in fact,
1: over 91 and a half. But that puts all three of us at over. Al, amazing. Amazing job here. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> so Hindsight. this one, it gets a little harder here, Al. Right. Like, just bear with us a second. Mm-hmm. Will the Yankees make the playoffs? Oh, boy.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I, I mean... Sure. I think they're going to in you, 2022. Yeah. I, I love you stepping out there, pointing at the bleachers. <laughs> yeah. um, you, you are correct, Al. The Yankees did make the playoffs. Right. Nate, we were both correct as well. So we have uh, three people here who are 2-0. Oh. I can't speak for how yeah. Al's going to do on the next no. eight questions. What I can tell you is this is basically the high watermark for us.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I was
0: just going to say, it's the high watermark or the easy part of the schedule. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah, about to get a little rough. There's yeah. nothing I like less than trying to predict baseball. Yeah. But let's keep going. Well, that's good because you were not very good at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like guessing someone's age. <laughs> Garrett Cole,
1: this year, oh, somehow, like almost – below the radar in some senses, just because of everything that was going on with Aaron Judge. But obviously, in that last week of the season, Garrett Cole goes and breaks the New York Yankees single season strikeout record. Pretty awesome feat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good for you, Garrett. So (laughs) here's a question. Garrett Cole over under strikeouts, 255 and a half. I'm sure you guys said under. And what are you going to say?
2: Well... I'm going to say over, but, you know.
1: <laughs> over is correct. Uh, yeah. So do you, Nate, not you, because I think you do know the number. Al, do you know the number? <sighs> no, I 255 don't and a half was where we set the 255 and a half.
2: And he broke the Yankees' all-time strikeout right. record. So, Which this, was 248. So he had 248 as of his second to last start, which I believe was in Toronto. So then how many strikeouts did he have in his last game? There... In lies the answer. I think he had six. So much more scientific. Uh, <laughs> he had six strikeouts that night. Okay, so that the, puts him at 255. Yes. So you're saying he went under. I am now going to say he went under. Okay. He, I believe he had six strikeouts that night.
1: Garrett Cole went over. He finished the season with 257. Oh, wow. So, so
0: 257 is the number that we need to sear into our brains. That is yeah. the right new now, single season Yankees right? It's funny because
2: I'll never forget how many home runs Aaron Judge hit. It's yet. a little different, right? Yeah, Garrett Cole's strikeout number seems to elude me, <laughs> which
1: I believe might have led the majors as well, right, John? You are correct. 257 led the majors. Amazingly, I mean, I don't know if you want to say it's amazing, whatever. It is 69 strikeouts behind his 2019 figure, which also led the majors. So hmm. you could definitely see strikeouts were down this year. <laughs> um, yeah, really. that's, a, that's a huge difference for the league-leading number. So anyhow,
0: we are, Nate, you and I both said under. Al, congratulations on saying over, I guess, after the fact. I'm very proud of you. Um, yeah, I, I remember <laughs> thinking like 255, that's a really high number, you know, to get over 200 is is an achievement. So to get yeah. all the way up to 257, is uh, that's, that's impressive. very impressive. And in 2021, for the record, he did 243. So mm-hmm. that was kind
1: of where I was looking. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure, and I, uh, maybe I'm wrong. This was February, I think, when we were doing this, or March. But I don't think I used any actual, like, sportsbook alliances i think i made up the numbers myself 255 and a half seems like a ridiculously high number to have set in that scenario <laughs> but uh he did go over anyhow as we said league leaders this one i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you right now this one's on the easier side aaron judge plus Giancarlo stanton home runs over under sixty-eight and a half. <laughs> <laughs> al
2: what do you think yeah, well, we almost didn't need Giancarlo for this one, I guess. <laughs> <That's right>? Really? <laughs> crazy. You know, it is crazy. I mean, I I yeah, you know what I've talked about recently, um even in just kind of updating my Aaron Judge story for the yearbook is how um you know, when you look at what is a really good season, a really good season for a, a power hitting outfielder is 35 home runs 30 home runs it's really interesting because what aaron judge did is essentially double that um and so i assume you guys went with over assuming that you would have predicted that he and giancarlo would each have about 30 to 35 home runs um i I wouldn't have predicted that one of them would hit sixty-two home runs. I don't you think we can ever predict that. No. <laughs> um, you know, if I was around in sixty-one, I would have predicted that Maris would have hit sixty-one. I Obviously, think. but you know, um, but no, but that's. I'm anxious to hear what you guys what you guys did with that one. So Nate, what do you think
0: you said? So what did you put the number at? The number was 68 and a, half. 68 and a half, So thirty-four, thirty-five each guy. I think I probably knowing that I'm a. You Know, usually an optimist. I probably would have taken the over. I, I think I don't really remember what I said.
1: You did take the over, so congratulations! You, All right, you, you are
0: three and one. Wow, easy win!
1: We'll see. Uh, <laughs> you took the over with 80. You actually uh, you, you went pretty high there, and, and amazingly, I mean, and fell well short of yeah, <laughs> the final number. Yeah, I mean, the final number is 93. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Jacarlos had 31 home runs, which is half as many <laughs> as yeah, Aaron Judge. Right. You took 80. I think that was. Uh, it, i I'll say I think that was an optimistic take. Um, that that was yeah. both of
2: them not only staying very healthy but being incredibly, incredibly successful all season. Do you know – what did you guys predict for the combination, the home run combination between Aaron Judge and Isaiah Kiner-Falefa? Was that <laughs> 63 or 64? <64, laughs> 68 somewhere? and a half <laughs> <and a>
1: also, <half. laughs> um, yeah, but, but Nate, you, you got that correct. You were over. I, I was under. And my – calculation, if you will, brought me like right to 68. I basically said 38 and 30, Uh um, that one of them, I I saw them both kind of in that mark there and yeah, I was wrong. So, you
0: uh, know, one of the wild things about Aaron judges, uh, record breaking season last year is that, you know, I, I took a, a look for our September issue at the past, You know home run chases at yankee stadium babe ruth back in 27 and maris in 61 and in both those instances ruth and maris both had a teammate who was right there neck and neck with them all season long like pushing them they basically had a competition Hmm. among each other um you know gehrig lou gehrig was leading babe ruth in late august that's incredible Um, you know mantle and maris were right there well into september Mm -hmm. Judge just did it all on his own. It was just him out there. And by the end, I mean, it was, we'll never forget it. The scenes of just everybody, teammates, fans, opposing managers and coaches, everybody just, you know, leaning on their edge of their seats uh, in silence watching to see if he could do it. It really was remarkable. Yeah, and I and, I, and to kind of piggyback on
2: that point, I think it's, it's worth noting, too, that, y- you know, and Aaron Boone I know talked about this because I remember – using this quote in um in the story that i did in our october issue about aaron judge's remarkable magical season which again i i mentioned i just updated for our yearbook um but i know you know when the manager was talking about how incredible what aaron judge had done was he also remarked, not only was there not a teammate that Aaron Judge had that came pl- close, there was no one in baseball who came close. So, right. you know, I know I've talked a lot about, in my opinion, how I feel about this record because it was free of any type of controversy, unlike, um, you know, kind of like the last era of of guys, you know, um, hitting 60 or more home runs. But it was also completely set aside you know, from I think the next closest uh, guy was Kyle Schwarber on the Phillies, who I believe had 46 at the, at the end of the season. And, you know, so I think those two things really just kind of showcase how special what what Aaron Judge did was. And, and one thing that I would throw in there, too, is
1: Judge had a rough couple weeks to start the season. And the guy who was kind of pacing the Yankees at that time, it wasn't Carlos Stanton. It was. Anthony, Anthony Rizzo, Rizzo. Anthony. Yeah, Anthony Rizzo, Rizzo right. who finished second on the team in home runs, and Amazing. you know, you, you look to the Yankees off season, and obviously that <laughs> that Judge contract that 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 was the story. Carlos Verdone, that that that's important. Canley, mm-hmm. we need some new bullpen arms. That's pretty great, but you know, I, I'm going through right now all of my old Judge stuff from the press conference, working on some things there from when he came back, and and he's the guy sitting there like basically like throwing his finger on the table saying Anthony Rizzo. And, you know, to take nothing away from Giancarlo Stanton, 31 home runs is great. And I think that, you know, after an amazing 2021, I think Stan would tell you 2022 was a bit of a bummer for him in some ways, and and he dealt with some stuff for sure. But, you know, don't sleep on Rizzo there. That that was a Mm. huge thing that he was able to do this season for the team, because maybe maybe you guys are right that Judge didn't have one guy chasing him in a sense. But the combination of those two power bats a lot of times in the season at different times you know, he did have protection and he was able to bat atop the lineup to really, you know, give him some opportunities there, which he wouldn't have gotten on a on a later lineup, let's sure. just put it that way. So well said. But let's move on to another one. This one, um, you know, I think that Al that you'll have another easy time with this one, mm-hmm. but let's see how you do. DJ LeMayhew starts. We set the number at a hundred forty and a half.
2: Well, I know if I was present for that meeting, I would have said over simply because, you know, I, I know he's had some injuries over time, but, you know, probably a combination of being similar to Nathan in that I'm an optimist and and also just thinking that he was going to have a big season. And, you know, you can't have a big season if you don't play at least 140 games. The old adage, you know, the best ability is availability. Um, I'm sure I would have said over 140 and I would have been wrong so i'm not going to um be too critical of you guys when i find out that you guys both said over because that's what i'm gonna think you did
0: is that right i have no recollection at all you don't remember <laughs> do you remember what you had for breakfast that day <laughs> that day yeah what I about mean, this that day? that'd be impressive <laughs>
1: um we did both say over and oh, man. I, I will tell you I, I need to find some better colleagues can i don't can, know what can I'm I'm get either of you to guess the actual number
0: what we said, and, how and, many and, games and, he would play?
1: No, no, what he actually did start. And I'll tell you, oh. the number, to put a later spin on this, when I went in there, the number was higher than I expected it to be. 126. 126, and you're saying? How many games did he start? Did he start this year? Uh, mm,
2: 85.
1: 106. Basically split the difference right. between the two of you. <laughs> I, I was Good. guessing it was going to be in We're the right around right. 100 mark. Um, one twenty six. that, that, that was higher, wow. but sure enough, we did both say over Al, you were surprisingly honest in that one. You should have just said under. Um, so I guess you're now four and one, um, Nate, you are three and two and I am two and three. Ouch. Here is, you know, a difficult one. Uh, I, I questioned if we should even include this one, but we're going to, cause I think, I think there's an interesting part of this conversation that we can have. Joey Gallo combined strikeouts plus walks. 280.5 now i'm not even gonna make you bother here it's under and the reason it's under is because he didn't play enough uh and, and i'm combining even his time with the dodgers here it, you know i think that he could have gotten there if he had hit enough to remain in the everyday lineup to be getting mm-hmm. four to five played appearances a game once he couldn't do that that this was just never in play yeah so and and i'll still say like i'm, I'm interested to see the alternate version of joey gallo here with uh things going a little better for him because I do think he's such a fascinating player and again so. you go back to 2021 to lead the league in both walks and strikeouts it, it, it was it's fun amazing. to watch him it was fun to kind of try to figure out what was up with some of that stuff and, and it didn't work out and that's always a bummer and it's, I, I yeah you know, I always say especially when I mean it and I do mean it in this case it's not for a lack of trying from the no. guy it's not for oh, a lack well. of decency from the guy he's he certainly uh, it's a good guy especially at the end there when it was pretty clear it wasn't working I always will remember him there were a couple of walk off wins in that last week, and he was always front and center kind of in those celebrations. Mm-hmm. And you knew he was about to be traded out of town. Everyone yeah. knew he knew it, but he could have easily just you
2: know pumped his fist, mm-hmm. shake, shook some hands, and then walked into the dugout. Awesome. But he was he, yeah. He sometimes it just you know things don't you know you can't figure some things out sometimes about how to navigate your your line of work or whatever, and you have to work a little harder to figure them out. But I know he was very popular, well liked, and and. I think that was born out of perseverance, hard work, and and being a good teammate. So I, I too, admire him quite a bit. So, Nate, you said over, and I said under. The actual
1: numbers, so for the Yankees, it was 146, and overall, it was 219. Now, again, without playing every day, without getting five to six plate appearance, you're just not going to do it, so that, that was pretty obvious. Nate, that puts us both at three and three. Next one. This one's more interesting, and I wonder, I I think you guys will remember this one. Longest winning streak on the year. Bear in mind, we were coming off in 2021, that 13-game win streak, so I set the number here at nine. Al, was the Yankees' longest winning streak in 2022 longer than nine games or not? It was not. It was not.
0: What do you think? Is that true? I thought we had like a 10 or 11 there in the first half when we were rocking and rolling there 11 game win streak wow. yeah and i think i probably predicted we would not reach nine because that's you know it's fairly difficult to do you said no and i said no we both said no the actuals 11
1: like i said i think we both just kind of felt like man 13 is so crazy yeah that and it had uh, just happened had like just in happened August. yeah so that was that so we are now both three and four so this one actually i find to be pretty interesting this is fun i think isaiah Kiner-Falefa. Over under stolen bases, Mm -hmm. 21.5. Oh, wow. Al, what do you think that number actually is? Under. Under, okay. What do you think the number is? 17. 17. That's a respectable season.
0: Nate, what do you think he finished with? I think he got to 20. Got to 20? um, Am I misremembering? No, I'm almost certain he got to 20. He got to 22. Oh, Ah, was Uh, that what it was? So he, he, he... Just crept over the line to over
1: with wow. 22. That was tops on the team. Do you not finish second on the team in stolen bases. Was it Aaron James Judge? It was with 16. Was really? wow. yeah. But Isaiah Kiner for it did get to 22. That is the top mark of his career, by the way, after he had set a career high the previous year. I think that... I Look, I was surprised yesterday when I was doing that. I did not feel like he was on base enough this year for it to be a career high in stolen yeah, bases. Yeah, I, I didn't
2: see that. I, I'm surprised. I don't oh. know if I wrote his bio, but... Maybe we'll have to add that in there, because I know if I did write it, I didn't put that in. I I can tell you.
0: Well, this is one of those things that I was talking to you about this the other day, Al. That I find pretty fascinating. That I want to kind of explore for a feature during the first half is just the Yankees' abilities on the base paths. I feel like they've really stepped it up in recent years, and Mm -hmm. uh, you know it's going to be even more interesting this year with the larger bases. Um, You know, there's I think about six fewer inches between each base, so um, and fewer. They got rid of the um disengagements also right
1: or they, they limited the dis- disengagements from the mount from from the rubber
0: i believe so so they, that
1: should open up opportunities when you've uh taken your foot off too many times right the runner could just mm-hmm. basically get a running start
0: right right exactly so uh there'll be a lot of aspects to base running as a whole that will you know have impacts all across the league that i think is going to be really fascinating to watch this year one thing that always fascinates me i, I find
1: I feel like base running is excused in a lot of interesting ways sometimes. Excused in the sense of not necessarily being something that we rely on certain players for, not necessarily something we blame certain players for. I will not mention a name here, but there was an extremely popular, well-liked Yankee here in recent years. He's not here anymore, who I think was the worst base runner I've ever seen in my life. And and obviously, look, I mean, this is Yankees magazine, you know, I'm not going to sit here and ask a question in the post game press conference i'm not going to write a story about it but i was always curious when this was going to come up in someone else's stuff Mm -hmm. about just how bad a base runner this person was and it was very noticeable to me that it was never once mentioned so i think nate i love the idea of that story because i think it is something that you know obviously the stolen base numbers are something you see those are obvious and you can even now track pretty easily and hear people talk a lot about the first or third and things like that but you know it's always interesting to me to watch the boneheaded decisions in the base paths not the just getting caught stealing, but sure. just what are you doing? Like, why are you getting caught between first and second here? Things like that, that uh, I feel like you don't always see so much, though. So. And, and I think that one thing the Yankees made clear between defense and base running last year, things that for a lot of times had been left behind somewhat in the you know analytical revolution in baseball, the Yankees uh, put a premium on them last year. And I think that was a big part of their success. To your point,
2: there's a big – to your first point, actually, there's a big distinction between – being fast and being a good base runner mm-hmm. yeah you know, it's not a track meet you're not running from one point you know on a, in, on a linear plane you know there's a big distinction so uh, it's worth noting
0: yeah there's there's just a lot of minutiae involved and you know from the catcher's perspective i think it's really fascinating too you know last year john i'll throw a a stat at you and see if you could guess the number so jose trevino tied for the major league lead in caught stealing percentage it was 33 and a third percent so can you guess how many runners he he threw out last year was it nine it was 15 Uh, 15 15. out of 45 so it's it's hard it's hard to catch these it was hard last year i mean that was you know the best in the majors was throwing you know 15 runners out out of 45 attempts and now this year i mean there's probably going to be more attempts those stealing percentages are assumably going to go down and uh did I just make up that word? Assumably. You absolutely <laughs> did, but you, <laughs> you, uh, until, you, until you pointed it out, I just loved the confidence that yeah. you did it and I was going to let it go. I'm assuming that those numbers are going to go down and that it's going to be even harder to th- like, you know, to throw out a third of runners. But you know so. what a stolen
1: base is? It's, it, it, I, I'm really serious with it. A stolen base is action on the field. And mm-hmm. if, if things are happening like that, it's just such a better game. And I'm not saying, look, if things get out of hand and they need to shrink the base a little more, like fine, like whatever, like you, you, you can tweak one direction. You can also tweak back the other direction, but any change the sport right now can make that has action happening on the field instead of just players getting walked or struck out and walked and struck out and walked and struck out. Like give me, it's give me, give, 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 give me a play that involves, you know, balls being thrown mm-hmm. <laughs> all around the bases. Any day? Yeah, yeah. It's true. So,
2: okay. That's, that was a fun yeah. one. We'll bring back, Ricky Henderson since you know <laughs> he can probably still play and uh, I always think about the story I did on him a couple of years ago and you look at modern day stolen bases uh, you know stolen base totals and attempts and then you see what he did even in the 3 years 4 years he was with the Yankees just amazing i mean 100 stolen bases like you but know, but, it's but think about it, it,
1: if the best catcher and I mean, look i mean th- some of this is you know related to itself some of it feeds off itself so obviously not everyone is running on jose trevino because he's throwing some i I get it's the same thing which says a lot
2: for him as well Sure, but it's the
1: same reason why aaron judge isn't going to lead the league in outfield assists because his arm is so good you're not going to run it like i get that these things relate to each other but if the best catcher in the league is letting stolen bases go at 67 of the time
2: you need to be stealing more bases. You need, you need to be pushing yeah. the issue good more point. to do that. I mean, it, yeah, it's a high percentage, high percentage thing, for yeah. sure. So he, like an extra point in football. Oh, God. Except when the oh Dallas God. Cowboys are playing. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: Okay. Yankees to receive rookie of the year votes. So go back through your head of the Yankees roster this year. Now, was there any Yankees player who received a rookie of the year vote? Not a first place vote, a, a vote. Oswaldo Cabrera may have received a vote. So the answer wasn't may. <laughs> Are you saying yes or no for Oswaldo Cabrera? <laughs> sure, yes. Oswaldo Cabrera, okay. Nate, do you think any Yankees received
0: rookie of the year votes? I think those guys came up too late probably to, uh, to garner votes. I don't he know. I like what he... about maybe some guys who
1: didn't necessarily just get called up for the first time this year but still had rookie eligibility? I think any of those guys might have uh, hmm. gotten some attention. Interesting. I'm, I'm going to come right here and say, Cabrera, Peraza, th- Those guys did not. They did yeah. not.
0: Cabrera came up in August, right?
2: I was going to say beginning of August, right? right.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. So I, I think I recall my prediction last year, and he it wasn't s- great. No, he sadly did not make it. Although I, I'm still holding out hope that Luis Heal can, you know get healthy and show his stuff because that was got, indeed your prediction yeah he's he's got good stuff mm-hmm. um somebody who oh was not clark schmidt right so
1: clark schmidt was my guess mm-hmm. neither one of them got rookie of the year votes mm-hmm. as i went because i listened to it first and then i was checking and as as i was listening i i, I knew that louis Hill was not going to have gotten rookie of the year votes this year but i i heard my guess of clark schmidt and i was like ah, i wonder if uh that, that could be, and it wasn't. He did not get any. But uh, so no Yankees got rookie of the year votes this year. Uh, but I, I, in retrospect, I liked my guess. But I will tell you a, a funny thing about my guess is you went first, and I said, and you know you can go back and listen if you want. I said if I had gone first, my guess was going to be Louis Seal too. <laughs> um, but I I picked a different one because you did that. So you know, we we both said yes, and that puts you at three and six, and me at four and five. Um, so you know. Not amazing, but could be worse. Nope. Al, I guess you are something like eight and two at this point. Last question. Let's uh, let's go out strong here. What do you say? <laughs> let's do it. Luis Severino, over under starts. The number we set was 23.5. Al, do you think Luis Severino made 24 starts?
2: He did not make 24 starts. He missed too much time in the, in the uh, I think, was it June and July or... After he got off to that great start, to get to twenty four starts, I think he made twenty.
0: Nate, what do you think? I'm going to agree with Al there. I, th- I don't think he made twenty four starts, although he did finish quite strong. So he made nineteen starts. Oh, so pretty so pretty pretty solid effort there. Nate, what do you think you guessed uh, before the season though? Who knows? Whatever it was, I'm sure it was way off. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure. Whatever I said, it was, maybe I it said was forty. <laughs>
1: You did not say 40. <laughs> uh, you, you did, however, say over. So maybe you said 33, but uh, over was wrong regardless. I said under. That puts me at 5 and 5 for preseason predictions, you know? You <laughs> win is. some, lose some. Uh, Way to go. Nate, you finished 3 and 7. All you, right. you win a couple, lose a lot. I guess, I guess um, burritos are on me next time. Uh, <laughs> sounds good. good. <laughs> but uh, look, I mean, th- this is fun, and obviously uh, uh, there, are, there are zero stakes here. It's, it's just some good fun. But I find two things interesting about this. Number one is... Kind of some of the ways that we are wrong, some some of the, you know, at one point, it it is an optimistic group in a lot of ways. And I think that that's, I wonder how much that's just the nature of what we're doing or if it's because we actually, you know, are as up on this team as as we are that, you know, we, we hear all the good things right now being said about. Uh, DJ Mayhew's toe and how he didn't need surgery mm-hmm. and that he's, you know, ready to go and all that stuff. And we we see, the as we walk to go at lunch on a Wednesday afternoon, we see the people in baseball ops and they're smiling, so we mm-hmm. figure there's good news <laughs> or whatever. No, I, I, I'm not even joking. I'm serious. Yeah. And, you know, I wonder if, if if asked that question today, if I set that number for DJ LeMayhew for 2023 at 130.5, I wonder what I would say.
2: Yeah, yeah I know? mean, I, I agree with all that, John. And I and I would also say, I mean, look, the, the plan is for him to play 130 or more games. So you kind of have to look at it, too, in the sense that, barring something going wrong, he's going to play more than 130 games. So, you know, barring something, meaning that he's supposed to do that. So I think it's 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 easy to be optimistic when you have players that make up a roster that are as talented as these guys are. Meaning that you can say predictably on paper, this is what they project out to do based on what they've done in the past. So I think part of it is optimistic, but I also think it's realistic. But injuries happen <laughs> at the same time, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, the only uh, only thing I feel confident predicting is that unexpected things will happen. They do yeah. every year. So,
1: yeah. And that, so that's, I told you there were two things that, I, I almost think it's funny as we go through this stuff, again, some of the places we were so right, some of the places we were so wrong, but also, you know, I, 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 it's going to sound like I'm joking or that I'm poking fun. I'm not. How many of these things have just faded away from memory at this point? You know, how many, yeah. you know, stolen bases did Isaiah or Kainer-Falefa or sure. have? Like, who cares at the end of the day? And, mm-hmm. I, and I don't mean that negatively. I don't know. That's no indictment of the Yankees or of of falefa You know, it's just at this point, what is it? Four months after the season ended or whatever it is? Yeah, first off, I think like a lot of Yankees fans, I'm more in 2023 mode than I am in 2022 course, mode, you know, and and all this stuff is on baseball reference and it's all in, you know, stocked in some video and some memory banks or whatever. But, you know, I hate to say it and, 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 and this is some, one of the things to go back to Aaron Judge for a second. This is one of the things they always bump against with him a little bit, just how black and white his view of the sport is, you know, you either win or you lose and there's no in between. Because I don't necessarily feel that way. But when you look at a lot of these individual things, I don't know, to me, in some cases, a lot of the answer is four games to nothing to the Astros. Who cares? In, so, in some ways, you know? That, yeah. that, that's a little bit too full stop there. And I don't sure. mean that as harshly as it sounded, but a lot of this stuff is just minutiae and trivia and, and nothing
2: else, right? I, I don't know if it is. I mean, I, I, I think we're not historians, you know? So we write about the team... We're editors of team publications. We work for the team. Um, you know, I, I remember doing an interview once uh, for one of our artist Sport pieces with Bill Parcells, and he asked me some crazy question, n- n- not unlike all the ones you asked me today. And I didn't know the <laughs> A- answer. Of things that happened within the last 12 months. No, I don't know. <laughs> it might not have been the last 12 <laughs> months. But, well, yes, lots of things have happened in the last 12 months. Uh, but... I guess that's the point. So many things have happened that, you know, we're not encyclopedias. We're people, right? So you look them up. You have a sense of what players did, who was good, who performed well, who didn't perform well. The specific numbers really is, you know, does become insignificant details. But I think what's where I kind of differ from the Aaron Judge approach or... The Derek Jeter approach of it only matters if you win the World Series, like that's all that matters. So that That's not really what makes up a career. You know, like, that's not what defines a career. In fact, you know, Ted Williams didn't win a championship He's one of the greatest baseball players, maybe the greatest hitter of all time. You know, his numbers, what he did, his overall body work, I think is what matters. When Isaiah Kainer-Falefa retires someday, whether he plays five more years, three more years, whatever it may be, I think people will look – back obviously not in the same historical sense as Ted Williams, but people look back and say, wow, he was a good baseball player for this amount of time. And within that is what he did last year, what he's going to do this year. So I actually do think it matters. Even though we can't remember the numbers, the specific numbers, I think it does matter. Well, let me twist it just a little bit here. And and first of all, Isaiah, the Isaiah Kiner for Life story is in
1: no way done being written with the Yankees as we speak, right? Great. Whatever. I mean, th- this is not going to be the knock on him that I think it might sound like. I do not mean it that way, at least. Let me put it that way. I think that when I said over for 21 and a half stolen bases, the, my rationale behind saying over was I think Isaiah Kiner for Life is going to have a really good season. Mm. I don't think Isaiah kind of had a really good season, right. but he went over. So what does that mean? And I, and I think that's my question. And, and and again, this is more of a, you know, it's it's late. It's 2.30 in the morning at a bar and we're a couple beers in and, you know, we're discussing the meaning of life and the meaning of baseball stats. I'm not sure that, you know, we need to, you know, bug our readers too much more with these philosophical or, or listeners, I should say, but these philosophical nonsenses. But it it does, as I said, like just going through this stuff and the reason I liked kind of having you go back and ask these questions of things that had already happened was to kind of go into some of that just like well how much of this like actually gets embedded into the mind how much of this sure. actually like do you retain how much of this matters in the sense because you know the story of the 2022 Yankee yeah. season it's Aaron Judge's home runs it's a lot of really awesome moments it's an incredible first half and it's a disappointing end I mean sure. that's just the way it is I mean this is all fun stuff and it's I could tell you two months from now, or a month and a half from now, whatever. When we do our predictions for the twenty twenty three season, we're going to be just as optimistic. We're going to think it matters just as much. We're going to be just as invested in these numbers. And then, you know, eleven months
0: after that happens, we're going to be like, "Oh, who
1: cares? <laughs> yeah. <I don't> know. <laughs> and, and Nate, I'll give you the final word here.
0: Uh, I think you know numbers are important. They're part of what makes baseball go round. You know, and it's without the numbers uh It would be hard to have those arguments at the bar stool at two thirty in the morning, and you know. But some numbers are certainly more important than others, and we saw it in this episode. And in terms of you know,
1: quick, how many home runs did Aaron Judge hit?
0: Right, year? right. You know, nobody's <laughs> going to have trouble remembering <laughs> no, no. sixty-two, no. whereas you know it took us a moment to come up with uh, the two fifty-seven for Garrett Cole. So, you know, there's plenty of impressive numbers to parse from last year, as I'm sure there will be this year, and. uh it's going to be a lot of fun to dissect them as we go along. It's actually
2: going to be a lot of fun to dissect them. It's going to be really a lot of fun, and I will not be absent this year when we do our 2023 predictions. You, I, you heard it here first, folks. I will be there, <laughs> and I can't wait now, because I'm I'm actually anxious. I'm thinking about it now. And I'm, I'm not going to show my cards too early, but I'm, I'm anxious. I might John. catch a
0: cold that day. Yeah, know. that's fine, but
2: I'll be here. I, I just, I'm excited to do this after kind of, Doing it in you know on in the reverse. back end in reverse <laughs> when you had all the answers when I had all the answers I'm actually <laughs> you don't anxious. want to do the open book version yeah, this of is this, test. this is a test that I'm gonna study for and I'm gonna be really anxious to take and I'm really honestly I'm not gonna give again I'm not gonna show my cards I'm anxious how can you show your cards you haven't heard what the questions well I I am going to ask you to. You know, I don't think this is going to be a big ask, John, but I want there to be one question, which is Aaron Judge's home run total. That has to be a question, doesn't it? And yes. I can't wait to answer that. Over, under 62. I can't <laughs> wait to answer that. <laughs> so I'll, I'll leave it at that. But I'm looking forward to that question and thinking about that and coming up with a prediction there. So. Well, Al, or I should say, Nate, I did promise you the last word. You you gave a
1: great one. Al came in uh, from the top rope here. Uh, 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 do, do you want to finish it before we head out?
0: I predict anthony rizzo will hit exactly 32 home runs this year wow
1: wow <laughs> Again. Okay. okay so there it Again. is uh nate al this has been fun as always it was really i i liked going back on this it kind of like i said we're so in 2023 mode right now that getting back to 2022 for a little while some of that stuff feels like a really long time ago and it just wasn't that long ago but it does make me excited for uh new interesting baseball feats to be happening just a couple months with or without a pitcher's mound, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you updated on if we get a pitcher's mound at any point. But uh, that's it for this one, guys. Good talking. Absolutely. We'll do it
0: again in two weeks.
1: Let's do it. And to all of you, thank you as always for listening to another episode of the Yankees Magazine Podcast. If you're not already subscribed, I hope you'll change that right now by going to yankees.com slash podcast and choosing to listen to any recent episode or subscribe. You can also obviously do that at the podcast app of your choice. Also, of course... While you're subscribing to podcasts, you should also be subscribing to Print Magazines. It is 2023 after all. So go to yankees.com slash publications where you can purchase back issues or subscribe to Yankees Magazine. It's going to be an amazing year here in the Bronx, and uh, Yankees Magazine is the best way to stay on top of it. Certainly read all of our content online at yankees.com slash magazine. And, of course, follow us on Twitter at Yankees Magazine and like us on Facebook at Yankees Magazine. That's it for today. Look forward to speaking to you next time. Have a
2: great one and go Yanks. Hey, this is Giancarlo Stan. If you like what you're hearing, why don't you rate and review us? And while you're at it, tell your friends to subscribe. Thanks so much and go Yankees!